4: No purchase necessary. Void are prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See
2: website for details. This program is designed to provide general information with regards to the subject matters covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, sponsors, or station are engaged in rendering any specific and personal medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. You should seek the services of competent professionals before applying or trying any suggested ideas.
4: There it's brian sebastian movie reviews and more so we are live around the world iHeartRadio, pandora apple tv streaming live on worldwide tv network it247 out of franklin tennessee and i know i'm forgetting something terry oh women on tv we can't forget that you know why because it's giving tuesday but more importantly besides that is international women's day now i think it should be every month literally but that's me. So here's the thing, I wanna congratulate all the women on here for all the things that you've done. I've read your pet files, I've seen a lot of your things. Yes, I pretty much know who you all are, except for Bobby. Bobby, I'm gonna be paying attention to you now. Diane, I love the stuff that you're doing. Congratulations on what you're doing. Anna, who knew? You feminist, you. I love you for who you are and haven't even met you yet. Rachel Roberts, from <laughs> Texas. Good to see you, keep cooking. Terry Marie, my favorite person. Hi. My even though we argue over time, you know I adore you most of the time. Right. Okay. And Sue, congratulations. Welcome to movie reviews and more. So I want to start off here. So let's start with Diane. I'll tell you why, because Santa Barbara Film Festival, first of all, let's talk about this. I love Roger Darling. I love what he happens to do there. Talk about you. This is where you women get the brag today. Go for it.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, okay. At Santa Barbara Film Festival, I co-produced a movie called Our Words Collide that premiered there. It was its world premiere. Rosaria Dawson is the executive producer and it features five poets that come from a spoken word program that I started called Get Lit Words Ignite.
4: I think that's great. And you got more to you too. Come on, you got more to you. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh well really
1: exciting. i started it in three schools in 2013 and now it's over 150 schools throughout the country and we made an online platform that literally connects um young people around poetry in school in india from chicago to los angeles so it's really innovative and exciting and hopefully we this curriculum reaches young people in the back row or the front row of classrooms and just we get to meet a lot more storytellers and hopefully they'll go on like the young people in the film to share
4: their stories all over the world. That's what I wanted to hear. (laughs) Anna, let's go to you next. You got a lot of stuff going on. Go for it.
3: Okay. Uh, well I've got a film that I've been, um, you know, I had a screening in LA that was amazing at the uh, Santa Monica Independent Film Center, and I'm coming back to LA. I live in New York, and um, my film is called Galaxy 360: A Woman's Playground, and it's where women rule the world, men dream of getting married, and it takes place over a male beauty pageant, and it's the future. <laughs> I hope it's a future yeah. of tomorrow, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the main thing that I've I've been working on and and hopefully people will get the chance to see it soon.
4: Bobby, go for it. You got a lot of Uh, stuff to talk about.
0: Well, I am um, in the mortgage business. I've been in the mortgage business for 30 years and I own my own company, Dyer Mortgage. I am also a professional writer. I usually write about um, consumer finance, real estate, mortgages, but I also wrote a golf poem last year that went viral with USA Today, which was nice. And my current project and simultaneous project is a movie called Breakthrough, A Mental Health Journey. And it is specifically about my son, Spencer, who died of a drug fentanyl um, accidental poisoning. He died a couple of years ago. But we've turned his story into a positive, and we follow four people's stories in addition to my son. We follow a gal with an eating disorder, a gal that was assaulted, someone that was um, has PTSD from the military, and an athlete that had a breakdown. So we follow five different journeys, what happens to them, and four out of the five have positive endings, but we try to give people some best practices, and so we are out to release really To release really- it.
4: And I look forward to seeing that because it's really, really important, especially about on mental health, because that's what the United States is going through and a lot of the world is going through now that is so, so important. And I think that's the number one topic that we really need to talk about these days.
0: There's a line line in the movie where I say it's not, if you're going to have a mental health
2: issue in your life, it's when.
4: (laughs) Exactly. Sue, let's talk about you. Go for it.
2: All right. Hi ladies. Uh, I am uh, Sue Vickery, and I actually am in south of Kansas City. So I'm in the Midwest. You can see it's kind of dark here. I'm getting ready to uh, moderate a panel in Santa Monica, the weekend of the Academy Awards. Anna is gonna be on my panel. Hi, Anna.
4: Hi, Sue.
2: We've got five amazing ladies that are gonna be talking about their uh, careers in in, in and around Hollywood. Uh, I'm also moderating another panel uh, for a film festival in the Midwest. Been making films for about 20 years. I have a website, Women Documentary Filmmakers. And so if any of you have teasers or trailers for docs that you've made, please send them my way and we will profile them for you.
4: I love that. And also you're a three-time telly winner too. We can't leave that one out, right?
2: I've been making films for about 20 years. Exactly.
4: All right, yep. so out of Houston, Texas, I know you were cooking today. What did you make today? Because for all you ladies who love to eat, oh. she's our chef, go ahead. <laughs>
5: OK, I'm, I'm in Houston, Texas, and I'm um, a little home chef, and I like to shoot cooking videos, and I, I like to you know get on all the social media sites, and I go live, and I do all this fun stuff. So um, yeah, you want to jump right into what I made today. Um, even though it was raining and it was really bad weather, I was outside at the grill smoking um, some, this is, can you see this, like, let's see, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pork <laughs> belly, <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> there you go, mm. OK. The burnt pork belly um, with uh, cowboy crack at the end, it's delicious. Yeah, and anchioti chicken. Anchioti is, uh, it's what gives it that nice red coloring. And then my whole thing is, you know, (laughs) eat clean so you can drink a little dirty. (laughs) So today's cocktail (laughs) is a Texas ranch water and um, which is uh, Tobo Chico uh, and tequila and lime. Keep it simple.
4: I like that. Mm -hmm. All right, Terry, let's talk about this because we just got back from a film festival. Uh, So Anna, uh, Diane, uh, Sue, we were at the Beloit International Film Festival in Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, Terry, I will let you talk about that. So that's called the mini Sundance of the Midwest. And the reason I like that film festival because at one point they were connected with we with us the Hollywood Film Festival, and we found a lot of great films there. See, you probably find a lot of great filmmakers. I'm all about really helping a lot of the women, not just because it's international women. Say all my co-hosts are women, and it's one of those things where I didn't find Terry, Terry found me. So <laughs> I make fun of her all the time, but I'm gonna be nice to her today because Terry, tell us what Midwest was like for you. Well, first of all, it was it was cold. <laughs>
6: I'm not used to it being from California, no. I mean, I, of course, you know, it just was, I just wasn't prepared for it, put it that way. But, um, so we went to Wisconsin and we were on a panel where we got to discuss, you know, movies, review and more and like what what each one of us do since Brian has a harem of of women (laughs) (laughs) co-hosts. But I've been with Brian for over seven years um, doing red carpet interviews and celebrity um, hosting. I'm also, a fitness competitor, and um, I'm heavily into NFTs and cryptocurrencies. That's like a new thing that I'm going to be working on with the with the YouTube videos and things like that <coughs> coming up. Um,
4: but uh, what do you want me to talk about, Brian? Just like- you know, our our panel, what Beloit was like, because you hadn't been there. So you know, and with that, it's a you well. Know, Sorry, Terry. It's your today, your day today. Sorry. I almost spoke over you. Go ahead. Sorry. Right. No, it's okay. No, it was just
6: nice to um, just talk about like, you know, Linda Steele, like she's a fitness personality to talk about her new business, which um, is Macro Made Meals, which goes along the line of what I do, being a fitness competitor and, and prepping meals, um, because that's always a challenge when you're competing, because you have to have certain macros. And they have to add up. So Linda is basically her new business is setting up the, the macro made meals. So we were able to discuss that. Um, and then uh, we got to see um, some films. We yeah, got to the see monkeys. A film. Huh? The, monkeys, the monkeys. which is, <laughs> Yeah. Which was interesting because, you know, I growing up, I'm going to uh, age or date myself but I did watch the monkeys growing up along with the Partridge family so it was kind of entertaining <laughs> to watch that, that documentary and it was fun it was it was lighthearted I, I like the way that they did it they had like a sing-along uh where they had like two guys with the guitars um playing along every time they would play the monkeys too so it, it was it was fun so we had a blast we got to go out on town went to the rooftop um so it was it was seeing films. Got to get to do our panel. Um, I got to see Wisconsin. My first time in Wisconsin.
4: It's a, it was it was a fun it was a fun fun couple of days. What do you say, Brian? So here's the thing. You're all award winners. I love the fact like that. Now I didn't choose this show. I let everybody else choose this show, and I never do that. But I'm honored that everybody's popped in because I love the things that you all have done. So Bobby, talk about this, talk about being that, that speaker, that writer that you are. And how do you close over 10,000? I mean, how do you do that? I, I need to know that, first of all. <laughs> I have a great team behind me. It is certainly not just me.
0: And I'm very good at organization and um, compartmentalizing things. But for me, um, like I said, I've been a writer for over 20 years and it kind of complemented what I did with owning a mortgage business. In the mortgage business, you need to be creative. And I found that being in a movie i could be creative it started with my son having some mental health issues since he was in fourth grade and unfortunately he chose to self-medicate once in a while and one of those days that he chose to self-medicate when he was doing absolutely amazing um he was 28 years old he had a full-time job and a girlfriend and two days before he died he came over and we made asabuko together and we were planning our trip to the olympics which we had been to the olympics before and um other things that we had been planning. And two days later, you know, the police come to my door and they tell me that he's dead. So he made a bad choice to self-medicate, which he occasionally did whenever he couldn't get some of his mental health under control. And what broke my heart is after he died, I found three letters of rejection from mental health facilities he had gone to searching for help. And they all rejected him for not having insurance. And um, as a mother, he was my only child. Nothing prepares you for losing a child. Um, people have asked me what it's like, and I said, throw gasoline on yourself and light yourself on fire, because that's about what it feels like. So the only thing I could do was to educate other people and turn his death into a positive. My son advocated for equal rights since he was 10 years old. When he was in fourth grade, I have a paper that he wrote right after 9-11, and it said, why I'm proud to be American. And it talked about, I'm proud because women have equal rights. I'm happy because all races are treated equal. This is a 10 year old writing this, and I still have it, it's in the movie. So this was a kid that, you know, made a bad choice where instead of total frustration, he couldn't get help that he needed. So in the movie, I met with a couple other guys and we decided to make this movie two years ago. It's been a two year labor of love and I'm kind of hooked on the movie business. I can see other things coming (laughs) out of this, (laughs) Uh, maybe a TV series or something. But we follow five different stories and we follow a story of a gal that was a ballerina that had an eating disorder and how she overcame that. We follow an African-American gentleman that served in the Middle East and what he dealt with with PTSD. We follow my son's story and how a great kid just made a wrong, bad choice and had something laced with fentanyl that he did not sign up for. And -hmm. another gentleman that was an athlete that had a breakdown and then a gal that was assaulted actually in LA and what she did publicly to overcome that and how she empowers others. So the point of the movie is to teach best practices, to share stories and to let people know that they're not alone. We have all races, all ages. We're not celebrities, we're just average people, but we wanna show people that they can get through the other side and also give them tools and tips so that they can help other people.
4: Sue, when it comes to things no. like this, this is this is really good. I, I love documentaries. I remember picking films for Hollywood Film Festival. Terry was at a lot of our stuff that we did. Mm-hmm. And there's always those gems. I've been saying film festivals are dead. I've been saying this since 2014. <laughs> However, things can be reinvented a different way, right? Mm-hmm
2: absolutely absolutely Uh, i'd like to say to bobby first of all um that brings tears to my eyes for a a number of different reasons and and um and i applaud you for brave it was for you to stand in the midst of that and tell those stories because that's probably reliving pain again and again Uh, i'm working on a, a podcast uh called the wizard of one and i just interviewed a Woman in Southern California who had complex PTSD, mm. and so uh, she's just turned sixty now and decided to reboot her life. So she went on a went to film school and she went on a seven continent adventure tour around the world, mm. and in her upper fifties mm.
5: uh,
2: to recover and sort of rediscover, you know, sort of the essence of who she was. And it's such an inspirational story for all human beings let alone women and i was just so proud to bring that story to light and uh there's just so many stories like that bobby around the world and Uh, and i applaud you for uh the bravery that it took to, to make that piece i know i'll have blowback
0: on it so um i'm prepared for the blowback of the negativity on it but it's more important to get the word out and it's more important to teach other people if i knew then what i knew now my son would be alive so hopefully we can
6: save some other lives that way a lot of people don't even know like how to talk about this. If I was just, I mean, because I suffer from post traumatic stress disorder, um, I have it uh, because I was my husband um, almost killed me uh, um, one night. <laughs> I, I, there was no like abuse in our relationship; it just happened one night. He threw me across the room, cl- collapsed for my ribs and uh, plaques my lung and I was in the hospital with MRSA staff I was actually in the hospital for like four months so I'm not supposed oh, to be yeah. here. So that along with my dad who was dying of cancer of that time I just uh, after that experience uh, and I still have stuff that triggers it you know what I mean So a lot of people don't understand post-traumatic stress disorder so there, I think there's a lot more stories out there because I think a lot of more people have it. Then, you know, Um, and a lot of people don't realize, like, you know, you talk about childhood trauma and things that happened to you as a child, but then it was, this shit can happen to you as an adult. I mean, it happened to me at 40 years old. So, and I'm, and I'm still dealing with it. And I still have some times where certain things will happen and like, I'll just shut down or I'll oh have God. like, kind of like rage, panic attacks. Like, well, I'll just get hey, really triggered. Right. So, and it's just, it's, and a lot. And of people that's when I step in and, and
4: I make that phone call to Terry Marie.
6: What? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like now I like admitted I'm not like embarrassed of it. Like, I'd rather have people know that like have this stuff, you know, especially people that care about me, like, if, you know, if because it's but I but I guess it's because I know where it comes from and I know what triggers it, you know, right. that helps me control it. But I think a lot of people might have it and not know.
0: That's really true. And we tried it. We have some great psychiatrists that worked with us on the movie and they actually comment during the movie. Um, and the thing that's great about it is there is help available, but there's also some self-help and things that you can do with your own family and friends. Mm-hmm. For example, instead of saying to somebody, how are you? They answer, fine. Mm-hmm. Say to them, tell me how you're doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that little extra interest in them to know mm-hmm. that you know they know that you care mm-hmm. will make a difference. And hopefully we can stop some little problems from becoming big problems. Mm-hmm. And especially with younger people, we want to educate them about social media, which has some great benefits to it, but it also has some downside. Mm-hmm. And then we want to educate them about the resources that they can get that are available um, as much as possible. So we're very, very excited about it. And I think um, I think it's going to go over really well. I think everybody can relate to one of the stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that people can learn from the best practices mm-hmm. that we share. Mm-hmm.
4: Diane, this goes into you with the Get mm-hmm. Lit. Because, I, you know, uh, Terry, Cyber Chuck, uh, one of our male co-hosts, he suffers from that, too. So he is into poetry. Uh, the Dreamweaver Artist Ranch, the Dreamweaver Arts, it's about anti-bullying, you know, people who suffer from depression, PTSD, all of that. Talk about poetry, because poetry is a little bit of a way out for some of them, right?
1: Yes. Our words collide. Thank you. I love what everyone has shared so much. And um, our movie also follows five, five people telling very different stories. And um, and it's interesting because our movie started out. Get Lit is is a program that's in a lot of different schools. And, you know, contemplative meditation just we use poetry to say like in every school we introduce about a hundred different poems every year. And we say, claim your poem, claim your life. A young person will raise their hand and claim the piece that speaks to them. So it could be a kid that like has no interest in poetry, does not write poetry. Mm -hmm. Like people hear poetry is coming to their school and they want to stay home that day. It sounds horrible. Most of us grow up like hating poetry. Sounds like a bunch of old people talking about flora and fauna and things like that. But we choose pieces that are about real life issues like, um, love and heartbreak and death and divorce and failure and wanting to succeed or whatever, all these circumstances that we've all experienced. And when that young person raises their hand and claims that piece, it's like them identifying themselves in something. And sometimes their hand is up and they're like, why is my hand even up? You know, it's like that the words of something speak to you and you're claiming it before you even can think about it. So suddenly this young person that's had no interest in anything like this before is um, having an experience with this with this, uh, with this piece of art, and it's like a launch pad into telling their own story. And what's interesting is our, our documentary started out following five young people from completely different schools and completely different family lives, a homeless child of, you know, just the gamut. And it was lots of times it's these young people come together and it's about this competition and all these things, community and thousands of kids and all that. But then COVID happened. And now these kids that were like, you imagine the, the filmmakers imagined one story. Now it's these young people, COVID, graduating, working all their lives or prom or end of year or college or whatever, home, and gra- or, or the, the boy, um, one of the, the, the young poets in the film was homeless. Well, how do you navigate that? Now it's COVID. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. So just like they say, a paper is the best listener in the world using paper and a pen or the computer or just you know getting it out and using poetry to process your emotions and your feelings is... Alone, it' like a life saving thing. And then when you can share it with other people and connect about something that you've written, and someone else is like, "I see you. I felt that too." Suddenly, to know you're not alone, you know, it is a very therapeutic and life changing, life saving activity. Poetry.
4: Anna, I'm coming to you in a minute. But Rachel, I'm curious. You haven't been to a film festival yet, have you? No, I have not. Well, she's coming. She's coming <laughs> to Tennessee with us in May. So that's why I was asking. The reason why I wanted to ask this is because there's so many great films and we, I, I support independent films over bigger films. And the reason for that is uh, if anybody's seen the, the movie in, only in the theaters, uh, Diane, I'm not sure if you saw it with, uh, on the Limley Theater chains. So Greg was there. Uh, um, his his great grandfather, Carl Limley created Universal Studios, Universal City. So I always support going there. So the look of horror that I saw on these people's faces when I would go see Greg at his office, and I still do, I barge in, I'm like, Greg, how's everything going? How can I help you, Bobby? This is what I say. How can I help you to my friends? Because everybody does need help. They're not all gonna ask for it, and I'm aware of that. But Rachel, when you come to the summit, these are some of the people and things that they're talking about that you're gonna be staying with us with movie reviews more. What you've heard so far, what's your reaction to this?
5: Oh my goodness. Well, um, you know, I think since COVID started now more than ever, people are suffering from depression. You you know, people that are married, getting a divorce, you see people that are alone wanting to be married. You see people, my, my, my own child, well, two, but two boys and the little one, um, they were both homeschooled and the little one has been home. He's seven and he's I've just now put him back in school. And he's in kindergarten at seven mm-hmm. so i'm thinking you know and he doesn't want to he, you know he's like oh don't want doesn't want people to touch him he's you know it's it, this has affected him this whole covid thing and i'm you know you wonder what is you know when they when he grows up as a, as a teenager as an adult how is you know what is this all going to do to him and by the way also i know someone as well that had a child that took the fentanyl and died same thing, a little, a little young. young. Yeah.
0: So, they don't know that yeah, they're getting to, and other things.
5: It's, it's, it's happening in Houston really bad. That fentanyl is bad. It's happening, you know, and, and they get it online. They get it on, you know, in the, I guess, the dark web. I don't know, something like that. But, it's, it's laced in drugs, it's laced
0: in panics. It's, it's very scary how easily they can get it. And they can get mm-hmm. a friend from a friend that yeah. just says, this is like Xanax, just it'll calm you down. And it could be from the black market or from right. God knows who. And one That's tiny screen, kills you. It killed my son in 60 seconds and he had no idea he was getting fentanyl. Yeah.
5: That's what happened to this Yeah, little girl that I,
0: yeah. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Yeah, and let me ask you this, I'm sorry for you. what uh, one of the things I wanted to know, because I'm all about women's causes, which is why we're on the worldwide TV network, which is formerly the Women's broadcast TV network and women on TV. It's a, it is about women's issues. Talk about the production company that you created in 2015, those 25 females, why that's important. And the reason I wanted to know, we started something at the Hollywood Film Festival when I was there in 2014, we called it Fit Fashion Friday. Oh, no, I'm sorry, we called it Female uh, Female Fashion Friday. And the reason for that, we wanted female directors who weren't getting their due. This is 2015 on that Friday to showcase all their wares. And now, Susan, I'm sure you can relate to this too. It was all about those women producers, directors, writers who weren't doing their due or getting any credit. This is in 2014, 2015. That's right, right.
3: Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I am. Um- I just want to first yes, all say that i'm so moved by everybody here and bobby by the film that you made my heart goes out to everybody and thank you we and i and i really have to say that during this time we all need like mental health help i know my kids do because there's a war and it's scary and we're all going through like a kind of emotional trauma um but that um in addition to that we're also seeing a lot of women refugees with their children And it just honestly, like, breaks my heart to be seeing that on International Women's Day. So I just have to say that. And I'm thankful that people are doing things for mental health. As to your question, Brian, I'm so excited you asked because um, I started my first company was called Exo Feminist Productions, which means exo, hugs and kisses. I'm a feminist. And there's <laughs> right, and there's a reason I did that because I was always and constantly asked, you know, things like, "Oh, are you like what? What kind of a feminist are you?" And there was always like this, like, "Are you aggressive?" You know, and I'm a person who always smiles, I'm super friendly, and I was like, you know, I'm a feminist, but I'm a happy feminist. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like a hug you feminist, and so I decided that I'm just gonna make this company, you know, combined this concept of love and kindness and feminism, because that is exactly how I feel about it. And, um, and I think it's really, and, and then my second company is called Ontario films, with which I sort of want to focus on films. But I, what I wanted to tell you guys is my first show in New York, the very first show I started um, as a, as a playwright. And I started late. I started after I, I had my two kids. Um, and I was breastfeeding one and the other one was in diapers and my first show was called conversations with my breasts, my second show. <laughs> and I swear to God, I got up on that stage and I took some guts at first. Cause I hadn't been on stage since I was a child. And I was like, this breast is saying this and this is saying this, and I just don't know what to do. You know? And um, my, <laughs> my second show is called sex in mommyville. Um, and, or, and uh, it was called sex in momville and the logline was the battle for who's on top. And, uh, my third, <laughs> and my third show is called, um, my stubborn tongue. These were all like live shows. Now that one, that one, I have to say was not about sex. <laughs> <laughs> Although. These, these were- People would always comment. Um, and then, and then you know, um, the following thing that I did, the thing that I did in the movies, the first thing that I ever, ever did was a web series called Happy Hour Feminism. And um, it was sort of the precursor to Galaxy 360 where I had a bunch of women experts, women CEOs, women scientists in this show. It was like a talk show, a fictional talk show in the future. And we would have men come in with like, you know, fat problems or aging problems, you, like all kinds of, you know, all kinds of like, oh, oh we, our favorite was the wolf period where they, men had a wolf period in my world. And they would come and they would complain and they would say like, I can't, you know, I can't multitask because I'm so emotional on this wolf period. And we, the women would like advise them and we'd be like the rational ones. And when you reverse the gender, it is so much... Fun and at the same time it's <laughs> cringe-worthy because we suddenly see our world, you know, like in this reversal, like like we we are so obsessed with looks, but especially when we see it on men, you know, because it's so funny come out of their mouths you know like i'm so fat and i want to be thin i want to be wanted by all these women and the men are all saying that you know and we're like this is what you got to do and we had another episode that was called (laughs) micro draining beer and like the men would drink the beer and then they would instantly get thin but they'd be have terrible side effects and they'd be like "Ah, my body is breaking (laughs) out and all this kind of stuff and i took everything to its ultimate extreme right so like let's have terrible side effects because we women have terrible side effects and everything we do to ourselves in order to be beautiful and let's have men be their wolf period when the moon is out and let's have, let's do all this stuff and so i did that and i was shocked by sort of the the way people would respond and they kind of they kind of loved it and they kind of enjoyed it and everybody could digest it and swallow it and say hey you know we're okay with the humor and So I really, and oh, and then the other thing is we, so because I was the one who created it and I was the one who produced it, I was the one who got to call the shots and that was a really cool thing to do because, you know, we're so used to as women, like we're where the actresses, you know, as you were saying, Brian, you know, women becoming directors and women becoming producers and women becoming writers and really taking the helm. And when we take the helm, we can do whatever it is that we want to talk about. And if we want to talk about our breasts, we damn as well are going to talk about our breasts. You
4: know? Well, Anna, Anna, what do you think menopause came from? Right? Right. I'm just saying. Right. I didn't make it up. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> talk about this. Talk about what's going on with the film festival in the you know where you are. I kind of call it the Mid South in a way because I haven't been down there. I won't go down there until May the National to see what's going on with stuff. How can film festivals be helped where you are with what you're doing?
2: You're talking to me. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I when I started 20 years ago, first of all, documentaries were not a thing. Independent filmmakers were not a thing. The digital platform was not a thing, so we've had so many, so much progress in the last 20 years for women, for women's voices. Documentaries are just a fabulous genre for women, and uh, and I've been to all the film festivals pretty much around the world at this point, and and networking is a is a big part of you know collaboration and and uh, who we align ourselves with and things like that. And each experience we have doesn't matter what our gender is or what our race is, what our our background is. It's all of value for sort of our life stories, and and um, and if you're a creator like all of us are on this panel, then you you create because you have to. We breathe, we create. That's just what you know why we're here on Earth. And I have two daughters, two grown daughters, so it's important for me being a role model for all women, let alone my two daughters. And I just sort of go project by project from the beginning. Every project I've made, I said I've said this is my last project. Here I am, 20 years later, still creating things and. You know it's a way of being and uh, putting positivity into humanity is just uh it's a fingerprint it's a legacy and we all have different talents but this uh i'm a visual storyteller and and it seems to be you know my destiny
4: we've got about 13 minutes left so rachel this is where the power of food comes in
5: and and having that
4: thing because women they usually <laughs> want chocolate well i haven't got the chocolate yet but i do have fudge coming for everybody so, I'm going to start there. And then chocolate's coming later. A oh, Bobby's smile face came to Bobby's face. I like that. So, I'm going to have chocolate coming <laughs> next. So, Rachel, talk about why eating healthy is good and then incorporating it to food film festivals because I'm going to have you bring some food from Houston to Tennessee. <laughs> Okay.
5: You got it. <laughs> well, so um, I like to grow things in my garden and then I like to every day when I'm cooking, I take something that I'm growing and incorporate it into what I'm, I'm cooking. So um, yeah, it's important. You, it's important for your body. It's important for your heart. You know, and the other thing I I do is I don't eat or drink anything after five o'clock. And I know that's kind of a hard one to get your head around. But once you start it and you get going with it, you sleep so much better. And you I don't know. It's it's like everything can digest and does all the things it needs to do. It sounds crazy. But, you know, once you start it, like I said, it's it's really good for you. So, yeah, eat clean and drink a little dirty.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And Anna, just tell us what you have coming up. What do you have? Anna, I love you. Wife?
1: You're fabulous.
4: She is actually. Is she what? I couldn't
1: what?
4: hear. Her. Yeah. Of, oh, I said, ahead. Anna, yeah.
5: you're fabulous. Are you. <laughs> Thank you. You had me on the floor laughing so hard. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> I love the enthusiasm.
3: Okay.
4: Go <laughs> um. Anna, go ahead, Anna. I love it. What you got coming up?
3: All of it. I well, you know what? The film is gonna come up, and I'd love for you know I'd love for the film to be in movie theaters i'd love for all of us to come back i'd love for it to be a communal experience we had a private screening in la for galaxy 360 and it was awesome and women laughing together at the same stuff was just awesome and i really want that to like be an experience for everybody and so the film is coming up i'm dropping a new trailer that trailer is going to be available on march 26th when I do the panel, Sue. I can't wait to meet you in person. So excited to have a <laughs> Good panel. Job. All right. Oh my God. Yeah.
4: yeah shine. Exactly. Ooh, I love it.
3: Um, so I'm excited for everybody to see Galaxy 360 and follow, you know, follow follow Galaxy three sixty on Instagram, guys, and and um and hopefully we can all connect.
4: Uh, and and uh, Anna, your social media links also.
3: Oh yeah. Can I put them in here? Oh or- uh, no, go ahead and sit. Just you can put them too. It's Anna Fishbine on Instagram. Anna Fishbine Official on Facebook. Galaxy 360 on Facebook and Instagram.
4: Okay, Sue, let's talk about Adding you. Because I, I can't wait to see this panel. I look forward to seeing this panel. and I look forward to see you three women on that too. Go ahead, Sue.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be uh, freaking amazing is what it's going to be. Um, and uh, I, I just can't, can hardly wrap my head around it to tell you the truth uh so and we're you know we're expecting a full house it's at the lemley film center in santa monica yay the weekend of uh, the academy awards and and we've got five extraordinary women that are going to be talking about being extraordinary which is what we are of course and and uh and and just all of us being in person we haven't been in person in a couple of years for the most part so, um, you know, we're just gonna be more of what we're doing right now is talking from the heart and soul of who, you know, the female energy and and it's pretty hard to beat that conversation. So it's
4: pretty exciting. So, uh, I'm coming, Sue. I'm coming, good, Anna, good, uh, good. And, and Bobby. I'm coming, awesome. Terry, you wanna come? Yes. Good, oh, everybody right, so, should be there. So here's the other thing. I have some award-winning, best internationally best-selling authors. I'm gonna bring a couple. Maybe I'll bring Robert nice. Roberto, Denise. And um, Angelica Robles, uh, because Wonderful. we got a bunch of great books out there that no one's done their movie or TV show on. There, you
2: there we go. Never know. Okay. So I'd go. love That's to do good. that.
4: So Diane, let's talk about you. Go ahead. Social media links. What you got coming up? And also Santa Barbara being on that red carpet. Go for it.
1: Get Lit Poet is our social media, Get Lit Poet. In April and in May, we have two things. We have a big uh, competition called the Classic Slam. It's the first time we're back in person in three years. That's really exciting. And um, a mental health competition for writers called Why I Rise in in, um, partnership with Los Angeles Department of Mental Health, but it's a global writing competition. And um, just talking about, We have a show called Catkin that we are, that we bought the rights to this trilogy of these books called Catkin and we have created a show. So we're just like looking to sell it. So talking about buying, writing properties and turning them into TV shows. We're working at looking to sell Catkin.
4: That's good. And then talk about being on a red carpet in Santa Barbara.
1: Yeah, that was so exciting. We were on there with the directors and the five poets and uh, Rosario Dawson and my partner, Samuel Curtis, who runs Get Lit Media. And it was so fun. It was just awesome.
4: Congratulations on that. Like I said, that's one of my you know favorite film festivals. Sue, I'm curious about yours. I want to go to yours now. When is yours?
2: Well, you know, uh, you're, you're ta- if you're talking about the panel, and I've actually been at the Santa Barbara Inter- International Film Festival, and one of the gals that's on our panel, Morgan Dameron, I uh, had a world premiere of her her film, Different Flowers, a couple of years ago there. And again, it's one of the, to me, it's one of the premier film fe- festivals in the in the world, really. You know, very high profile, and, and if you make it there, I mean, you, you know, you, you're, you're in good shape for the future, I think, so.
4: I saw Roger last night and congratulated him. I always make sure I go pay homage to Roger because he always finds great films. And, you know, he always has the A-list. Everybody is out there. The Will Smith one was interesting uh i saw it online and i'm like oh, i'm kicking myself for not being there because i you know will and i share the same birthday and we get we have fun when we can get together so bobby let's talk about this you've got so much stuff going on uh i th- my hat goes off to you for so all the stuff that you accomplished i really mean that and i hope i can Thank see you here. on that panel too talk about what talk about your film again why it's important you can never talk about your son too much can you and what you got coming up
0: no my son used to say i had all my eggs in one basket so this because he's gone doesn't mean those eggs aren't still there that i gotta do some good with so um you can reach me on social media as bobby dyer which is b-o-b-b-i-e d-y-e-r or on instagram bobby.dyer or www.bobbydyer.com and my movie is breakthrough a mental health journey and we should have hopefully a release deal soon and I hope it will really change people's lives. Literally as a parent, if I knew then what I knew now, if I knew what I could tell people in this movie now, my son would be alive. And our goal is to save a lot of people, but also to make things better for people just in their everyday life and to show people that they're not alone. I know I'll get blowback and I'll get people the haters, but I do not care. I'm gonna do what I can to make a difference and my partners feel the same way. And we really gonna shine a spotlight on it and move towards mental wellness instead of mental illness.
4: Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree with you. It's all about that. It's oh, health man. and wellness, isn't it, Terry, because yeah. that's really, really important. And, uh, you know, I was talking to my friend Terry today and stuff that things will get better. She's she's uh, she is with us. So I always want to make sure I'm going to call you my sister now, Terry. OK, good. Sure. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Terry. Talk about what you want, your goals and what you can talk about with what you're doing with call.
6: Oh, oh, well, I mean, I'm starting my NFT project project. I mean, I have the idea written down. So Carl's coming over Saturday. So we're actually going to be creating them on Saturday. So hopefully they will be up on the blockchain here pretty soon. So I'm really excited about that. venture. I just can't talk about it until it's up because I don't want my idea stolen. (laughs) So until it's out on the blockchain, I'm not saying, huh?
4: Oh, is I didn't it? say anything. I oh, didn't interrupt you. It's your day.
6: Oh, oh. And then, yeah, and I'm just, I'm training. Like, yep. my, my goal is to try to get back on the fitness stage here in the next three months. Actually, May is my goal. Memorial, Memorial Day for N.S. N, MPC. Uh, and I might do Muscle Beach again. That was the first show I ever won. So that's kind of where I'm at. And my website is terrymarieofficial.com. And then you can find me on nonstop Terry Marie on all platforms.
4: And one of the things I always say there, we always have to support the arts. The arts are really, really important. Mm-hmm. Poetry helps a great deal. I never knew I was going to be into poetry, Diane, but it was my you know, my, my mm-hmm. partner, Machu Kipok It's about the arts, it's about poetry, it's about art. And always see, you would know this, helping support film festivals when it comes to that because independent films is the lost art. So there's our logo for Dreamweaver Artist Rank. And then one of the guys, Sean, I call him Sean Mack, he helped create this. It's, it's actually two butterflies coming together and two pyramids that meet at the tip to create that. And then, so I will be on the ranch between now and let's say July 5th. And you guys will be invited. You'll be able to film there one day. And these are all of our logos that we've created for this. And the reason why we do that because the artists don't get enough credit, we need to do film festivals, we need to do independent artists. And it's all about supporting that. You made me smile when you found out, when I found out that it was at the Lembys in Santa Monica, because that's important. Who do I support? Limley Theaters. And if you guys haven't seen it, get a chance. It's called Only in the Theaters on the history of what the Limleys are going through to save the 82-year-old family-run theater chain. They are the oldest one in the world. And where are you guys speaking? Limley Theaters, right? You can't get any mm-hmm. better than that. So
2: I wanted I wanted to say one thing, if I could take one minute. Go ahead, Sue.
4: Go ahead. Uh, you can uh, take as I long started. as you want.
2: Uh, when I started my film career, in, I went to film school in New York City in 2002. My daughters had gone off to college, so I'm in my 40s at this point, and I go to film school because I'm like, what the hell? And my first film was called Homelessness and the Power of One. And I, uh, I, I I traveled to 15 cities across the United States for three for three years, and I made a film. I got to meet our nation's homeless. One of the gals I met along the way had been a, a homeless gal on the streets of Kansas City. And we forged a friendship that lasts till this day. And since then she has done all of my graphic design, all of my movie posters, all my websites for the last 15, 16, 17 years. And she's an extraordinary creative human soul that I found sort of on the streets. And, um, you know, it's just one of the best stories I can tell from the last 20 years.
4: That's good, I, I love that. So, all right, you women, this is Movie Reviews and More. You guys aren't getting out of here without your favorite films. All right, Anna, first. What's one of your favorite films? Go ahead. Yeah, I caught you oh off guard. God. You feminist. <laughs> you did such
3: a Such one. Okay, one of my favorite comedies is Night at the Roxbury.
4: <laughs> okay. All right.
3: I mean, I you know I I think of comedies. You know. That's I, what I
4: think of. I, there makes- are
3: others. There are many, many others. Like I don't know. Meme give films.
4: me, give me another one.
3: Um. Uh, (laughs) um, I'll give you, I'll give you one more. Blades of Glory, which is with uh, Will Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Ferrell, Yeah. And, and um, I just, I love, you know, Tina Fey, things that she does. And I love Amy Poehler and I love all of their work and I love how funny they were and, and how hilarious they are on SNL. And I try to learn from um, how they make it work. That we sit there in the movie theater and we all communally crack up.
4: <laughs> all right, Bobby, give me one or two favorite films that you like.
0: My son and I had the same favorite film and it was The Hunt for Red October. We've seen Ooh, it 23
4: times
5: the Wow. Theater.
4: Great movie, great movie. And, and, it, and it's memories, you know, Sean Connery was one of my best interviews. I wasn't supposed to do it, but I was i was for Finding Forrester. And I said, I wasn't supposed to do the interviews because I was the little man in the pole. I'm sitting right next to him. I'm like, I'm not leaving here because I may never get this other opportunity to interview Sean Connery, and I didn't. He didn't do any more interviews after Finding Forrester. So, thank you for saying that.
0: Wow. Did you remember the line in the movie where he says, "One ping,
4: one ping only"? hmm Exactly. <laughs> Great line
1: in the movie. <laughs>
4: Diane, favorite film? Why? I
1: like. I like uh, Harold and Maude. Love that movie and um, Midnight Cowboy, Moonlight, all of them wow
6: i love them terry uh well i'm a weirdo i like comedies and i like horror films but i mean probably the things that stick out in my mind i think of four, four comedies i love is by tommy boy old school swingers and bowfinger <laughs>
4: so, oh yeah those are all, those are all good movies yeah. yeah
6: those are my favorite comedies i can watch them over and over and then i like old horror movies like amityville horror like that's probably one of my favorite friday the 13th all those crazy
4: movies yeah and that's sean who put the image down there Okay, well,
1: Brian is out lagging there. Uh, we're gonna he finish
4: off. We'll finish
1: off uh, with what everybody has to say and their social media links. So,
2: Sue, did we do yours? Uh, so, uh, suevickery.com is my website. Uh, also, womendocumentaryfilmmakers.com, my website. I also have a brand called My Power of One, so I I manage, you know, three websites on in my spare time. Sue Vickery on Instagram and on on uh, Facebook, and uh, you know, again, I manage probably fifteen different Facebook pages. So, I like to multitask.
6: Wonderful, wonderful. And Rachel,
0: give
2: us a last statement. Rachel Roberts,
5: rest. Yep. Rachel Roberts Recipes, you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, um, (laughs) on TikTok, on, um, yeah. So I'm out there. Mm -hmm. And tune in to Tino and Mandy Chomp Chomp Show. (laughs) That's something I've I've been playing around with too. (laughs) Awesome. So
6: There's Brian. To end this, I want to thank everybody.
4: Uh, I gotta have you guys back at a different time because you guys are so fun. And I always say this. Have a good mm-hmm. night to a better day tomorrow. And if you see someone on out of style, please give one of to us because the world needs it. I'm Brian Sebastian. This is movie reviews and more and we will see you next week.
6: Bye guys. Thank you.